Blog Talk Radio. Down. Welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Stan on January 26, 2011. We are back, we are live from the studios in Bayside, and uh, we're going to get right into it. We've got a lot of sports to talk. The number to call 424 220 1817. That's 424 220 1817. The number to call to talk to Brian and I. We'll be joined by Dr. E. Ray Stat in just a little while. This is uh, Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam. We are live. We are back. Talk to your sports with you, not at you. Tag on Cal. I love it. Let's welcome in my partner in crime, my partner in crime, my partner in all things sublime. So write that one. Wow. Welcome in, Brian. Caldiva Caliente. Brian Caldi. Hello, Cal. Good evening, Stephen. How are you? Good evening, my friend. Boy, doesn't the opening music sound loud? What? <laughs> I said, do you come here a lot? I can't hear you. This music is too loud. I love what? this song. <laughs> These guys are awesome. What's your voice, name? That voice is so familiar. What's your name? You come here a lot? God, this band is the best. Man. I I think... Can I get well, your number? Welcome. Where are they playing next? <laughs> Welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sampete. I am one of your hosts, Steve Sampietro, joined by Brian Calvi, and uh, of course we'll be joined by Dr. E. Ray Stat in a little bit. Uh, this is Ready to Unload. And this is, what's today, Thursday the 26th, 27th? 27th. I said 26th, didn't I? You did. You know what happens, Cal? We're not going to get into baby talk because our producer has advised me that I'm not allowed to, to be honest. But uh, you know this uh, full well, Cal, because you have two uh, beautiful girls yourself, uh, beautiful daughters, that you lose track of days. Very quickly. Yes, and with the snow today, it could be we could be in 2014. I wouldn't know it. Yeah, no, this this was not just snow. This was uh, Snowmageddon 2011. Snowpocalypse. Snowpocalypse. Snowtastrophe. <laughs> Welcome to Ready to Unload. The number to call, 424-220-1817. Uh, we're talking New York sports. We're talking all sports. We're talking just about everything, and let's get right into it, Cal, because since we've been away, we've been on a bit of a, a hiatus, brother. We've been a little spotty lately, haven't we? Uh, we we did a podcast a couple of weeks ago, uh, before the playoffs started, and uh, that was mainly so we could talk about the Jets. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did the Jets go and done did in that time? They went to the AFC Championship game, losing in glorious fashion to the Pittsburgh Steelers in Heinz Field. Cal, a uh, couple things here. One, I'm not over it. 
say that right off the bat. Not over it. I uh, I am still sick about it. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I am glad this uh, show tonight. I almost demanded as therapy because <laughs> we've been waiting to see when we could get back to doing live shows. Uh, because I had the little guy, and uh, I I need this. I need yeah. this. We need some sort of outlet. Hello, my name is Steve, and I'm a Jets fan. It's been four days. Oh my goodness gracious! I I uh, have not been able to listen to sports talk radio. Uh, well, Cal- that's okay. That's okay because if you put sports talk radio on in New York, all you would hear uh, is a Super Bowl trivia contest. That's correct. You wouldn't know that there was actual sports happening in the world. On the you're talking about, of course, the biggest uh, uh, station here in New York, too. The biggest station here in New York, yeah. The number one sports show in New York, right? In the afternoon, which I, which I will ha- I will say, I'm kind of glad because I didn't have to hear any jet talk this week, right? Well, and we can get into this later. We're going to do uh, an RTU fun load where we're going to talk about the snow and stuff like that, and we're going to take your calls and blah 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 blah. But. Uh, <laughs> We can get into Mr. Francesa and WFAN a little bit later because it was an interesting three weeks, Cal, with me and Sports Talk Radio and all of us and Sports Talk Radio yeah. uh, in this town, in New York, where Sports Talk Radio 24 hours a day uh, was born. Um, and the largest station, the host of the largest station, hates the Jets and had decided that if they were to go to the Super Bowl, he would continue his embargo on having Jet players on. But, Cal, guess what? As we know from texting back and forth to each other during the game, we don't have to worry about that. No, no, they, they're not going to the Super Bowl, Cal. No. Now you just you just shot me an interesting. Uh, why don't you read this quote? This is uh, per Rich Semini from ESPN New York. Yeah, and and just just to set it up a little bit, um, the Jets uh, the Jets came out in that game, AFC Championship game against the Steelers, and we're down twenty four nothing. At the half. Pancake. They look like 20, a pancake. 24 nothing. No, 24-3 at the half. Oh, that's right. They did kick a field goal. Nick Folk uh, uh, snuck in that field goal, Where, which, by the way, looked like he was playing the slice. Like, when, the slice. when it went up, I was like, oh, great, he missed it. I, and so did so did the commentators, yeah. too. <laughs> no, they Jim thought Nance, he missed it. Also. Jim Nance was like, that's not even, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> that's not even going to be close. All right, so they came out flat as a pancake, twenty four three at the half. Flat as a pancake, and and you just you're sitting there and you're watching it, and you and you're thinking to yourself, how can a team playing one game away from the Super Bowl, and and the, all of the talk practically had them in the Super Bowl, how could they come out and and be down twenty four three at the half? How could they look so flat? Well, Steve, <laughs> Rich Samini of ESPN New York writes. Uh, he talked about uh, he talked to Darrell Revis, and Revis uh, says um, when Revis was asked by the NFL Network if there was a letdown after the uh, the divisional win in New England, Revis right. said, "I think you could say that. Yeah, you could say that. On people's body language, you could see, you can kind of see guys just relaxed. Relaxed. Guys, there's more. Guys are relaxed and didn't know what was at stake. What was at stake? Didn't know." What was at stake? That's why we came out so flat and we didn't finish strong. Uh, okay, a couple things before my head explodes. Mm. We, we don't need to – it's Thursday. We don't need to super get into the game. Okay, uh, uh, people watched it. You, you saw it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, we, you know, uh, what the main point here is that Rex Ryan, the coach of the Jets, of course, came out and said we didn't come out flat. That wasn't right, the problem. Right, we had just right away he said that. Yeah. Right. We had just tackled, blah, 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 blah. And there was a lot of scuttlebutt, Cal, bringing in our favorite word early. Ooh. There was a lot of scuttlebutt about how the Jets were not talking smack leading up to this week. And they were not talking their trash or their bluster as a certain – anyway, so they weren't talking the bluster. You know, they weren't, they weren't being uh, uh, bold and brash with the right. bravado, with the bees, the killer bees. They were throwing bouquets at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. And all week you heard them asked, is this going to be a problem? Like Jet fans, especially the jinxy type ones, of which is there another kind – <laughs> like to quote a few good men, is there another kind? <laughs> you know, we're saying I I don't know what to, I want them to be uh, uh, talking and stuff. You know, the minute the, the, is there going to be a problem this week because they're not talking smack. I mean, Joe Beningo here in New York on a weekly show went so far as to ask Jericho Cotri, is that a problem? And to ask Damian Woody and ask these players, like, is the fact that you're not talking smack going to be a problem? Well, they had all year, right? And they, and they had been successful up, up until last exactly. Sunday. Exactly. Not to mention, Cal, going into the New England game. I mean, had you ever, outside of the World Wrestling Federation, seen a week of football like that? That was crazy. Leading up to the game, with going in so far as you know, Wes Welker coming out and doing the foot thing. Yeah. You know, with the implied Rex Ryan foot fetish thing. And I mean every every and getting comment, for it, Cal. Well, and that and also that's not Wes Welker from from all accounts. He's not that type of guy. No. And no. they just pushed enough buttons to get Wes Welker of all people to respond like that. So so in other words, the smack talk actually worked. In in the New England game, it certainly worked. Yeah, in the New England game, they got in Tom Brady's head. It yep. actually worked. And then this week, it was like, uh, or, the, or the week leading up to the Steelers game, they couldn't praise the Steelers enough. You know, and, you, and you, so you wonder, was it possible to generate a little animosity there? Well, I mean, look, we, we said it during the week, Cal. We were saying to each other, right? We were saying, he's oh, got yeah. a plan. He's got a plan. He's going, Rex Ryan's going the total other way. Yeah. But you know, but, behind closed doors, he's saying... The Steelers wanted you guys. They're happy that they got you. They didn't want to play the Patriots and, you exactly. know, trying to build them up that way. And then they came out, Cal, and they looked like, you know, here's what kills me. All right. Let, let, fine. Let's just get into it. Here's what kills me. What kills me is on that first drive, the the, the Steelers, whatever it was, 15-play, eight-minute drive to score a touchdown. Right. A, they could have got off the field three times on third down. On yes. third down. B, Schematically, they had Rashad Mendenhall, and let's give him a little credit. He ran like an animal. Oh, of course. But they had him trapped in the backfield four times. I went back and watched it. How many times? Four times. In the backfield. So it would have been stopped for, for a loss. A loss or no gain. Okay. And he picked up positive yardage. Right. That told you all you needed to know right off the bat. And, you know, so I don't. So is that flat? Or I, I think it, it, it's nothing else but flat because schematically he called the right defense. Right. And then Roethlisberger on a on a bad leg, quote unquote, I think playing possum. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. 
runs for 14 yards on a third and 13. Again, I don't know how you could possibly come out flat. And every player, to a man, in all the interviews we heard outside of the ones on uh, Mike Francesa's show, because there were none, right, said that a letdown wouldn't be a problem. This was leading up to the game. Correct. Right. So why was it a problem, Cal? I don't know, but subsequently, um, <laughs> after the game, Rex sure. Ryan came right out and said, no, we weren't flat, we just missed tackles. Uh, about eight minutes later, Darrell Rivas said we were flat. <laughs> he 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 walked off of the podium. He gave Mark Sanchez a high five. Right. Sanchez just came up to the podium. Sanchez talked about being flat. Yeah. Now you now you see the further quotes by Revis today. Right. That comes he he I was gonna say he flat out says it. Right. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Um that's why we came out so flat. I I I can't for the life of me comprehend that this team whose stated goal from training camp yeah. was to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Not just get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And you were playing in the game before the Super Bowl. The one game that, if you win it, will get you to your goal that you've talked about all year. It's inconceivable to me that they could come out flat. Wait, what is it? You know what it is. Wait, what? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to play it. Why? Because we're not going to be sticky. Oh, we're not like that? We're not. It's a new year. No more stick. All right. No more st- Inconceivable! Fine. <laughs> can help yourself. It's well, mind- that's what it is! It's mind-boggling. It is. It is inconceivable. If, uh, Wallace, you know, if Wallace Shawn was sitting there watching the game with us, he would have been saying that over and over again. I mean, the, the words like I popping into my head, reprehensible... <laughs> right? Inexcusable. Look, Cal, here's the thing. To me, they had and we're going to get into Brian Schottenheimer in a minute. And the number to call folks and and if Rick Ryan is out there, a good friend of uh, an RTUer, part of the RTU army. We haven't heard from Rick in a really long time. But Rick, big Jet fan. If you're out there, you're a number 1 Jet fan. We would love you to call 424-220 one eight one seven. Get your thoughts on the game. And by the way, Rick, we Happy New Year. We hope everything's really great with you and your family. <laughs> now I'm using the show to like I'm Phil Rizzuto now. <laughs> I'd like to wish a happy birthday to Cora in uh, White Plains. Holy, Holy cow. cow! Ninety-seven years young today. Oh. Holy cow! Mattingly would 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 have base hit the left. White, did I tell you about the lasagna Cora made? <laughs> That's what I'm I'm now going to use RTU for, to send out birthday wishes. Perfect, like Casey Kasem. Like Casey. <laughs> so we're going to get into Brian Schottenheimer in a couple of minutes, but from a defensive aspect, going into that game, they obviously had a solid game plan. To me, yeah. tackling is desire, right? How could you not have desire in that game? I just don't. Here's a Here's a nugget, Cal. Here's a good nugget for you. I don't mean to steal Adam Shine's ridiculous bit. Here's a nugget, Cal. Ricky and Ron... No. Um, Adam Shine. <laughs> See, Shine does. I like Shine. He's not bad. He's he's passionate. He is if very, very else. passionate. I think he's going to swallow the camera sometimes. 
he gets very he was not happy on Sunday no, night. No, no. <laughs> Neither was and and real quick, I don't know if you caught it. Um Brian Custer, who hosts the Jet Post yeah. show on SNY here. He talks about he was going to commercial, and as he goes to commercial, he says something to the effect of, and the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are going to the Super Bowl to play the Green Bay Packers. And as he's saying, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to the Super Bowl, Ray Lucas, former Jet quarterback, also on the panel, <laughs> mutters, who cares? <laughs> With just a disgusted look on his face. And then Joe Klecko ate his microphone. Klecko. <laughs> and then Joe Klecko ate Brian Custer. He was he was just like gnawing on his microphone yeah. the whole time. <laughs> then Joe like, Klecko body, body slammed Adam Shine. <laughs> no, but uh, the my uh, buddy of mine, another friend, uh, RTUer Howie, uh, the Hammer, the Hebrew Hammer. Uh, he went to the game, Cal. In Pittsburgh. Yeah, he went down to Pittsburgh or whatever, and he drove down uh, with his brother-in-law. Um, and I was getting you know some texts from him and some pictures and stuff, and with a feel for the and everything. They had really good seats, too. And how he was telling me, you know, we talked on Tuesday, and uh, we finally got to talk about the game or whatever, and he was saying, you know, really great Jet fan, but really also like a super knowledgeable football fan. You know, he's like the kind of guy that texts me after that first drive, like, you know, this is bad. Like, they're not tackling, they have no more, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he says, they got to get that game at home. They just have to. I mean, well, if you can explain anything about them coming out that flat on that first drive, which really set the tone, um, it, it, he said you got to get that game at home. Got to. Because the crowd was deafening. Deafening. I get, you know, I get that. Um, but they've been such a good road team no, I'm these with last you. two years. I, 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 I don't think it's an excuse. Right. But he's saying if they – if they are somehow to get back to the AFC Championship game next year, it's got to be at home. It's got to be. Oh, you mean if they get back to the AFC Championship game for a third straight year? For a third straight year. Oh, okay, yeah. Because that happens a lot. It happens all the time. <laughs> but they had a good defensive uh, game plan, Cal. Except, I don't know how they don't take into account that Roethlisberger is the best scrambling quarterback that there is I, 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 that I, they had faced. I think, I, think they, I think they took it into account. They just couldn't stop him. But, Cal, how do you not – see, somebody wrote a really good article about it. I'm going to give credit to ESPN New York, um, where he basically said they, they broke the cardinal rule of Ben. You know, they, they broke the cardinal rule of Ben Roethlisberger, which is you – don't rush him from the outside. You rush him up the middle because yeah, no, that's that makes he likes to escape to. That makes okay. sense. And then, and and if you are going to rush on the outsides, don't rush upfield. Rush outside. Okay. Right. You don't want to collapse the pocket like you would on a Tom Brady and go around a tackle. Either way, they, they they just didn't do what they needed to do uh, to stop Ben Roethlisberger, the best scrambling quarterback that they're going to face. Right. On third down. And to me, with Rex Ryan, a guy who has faced Ben Roethlisberger 114 times. Yeah. And has arguably better personnel than he had with the Ravens a couple of years ago. You know, this year with the Jets, because he has Revis, he has the shutdown corner. He has Cromartie, has a really good corner there. Harris, at this point in his career, is better than Ray Lewis was three years ago. Sorry, he is. 
Okay, mm. you know, you you have a guy in Calvin Pace that does is not as good as Suggs, obviously, but can do some things. Brian Thomas can make some. You have good personnel here. Okay, so how you don't how you get burned by three Roethlisberger runs for first downs on third and long, and <laughs> I sounded like Wallace Shawn. Wow. And you don't account for him scrambling out of the pocket on that last third down that that closed the game. Now, I understand. He thought they were going to run. I understand. That's a gutsy call by Tomlin, who threw twice on that drive. Yeah, I know. For sure. But the defensive game plan, other than that, was there. And you know what, Cal? I got to do this. I've been waiting all week to do this, too. I got to kill Rebus. The interception? Dropping that interception. Hey, look, you want to be the best. to kill him there, though. Uh, Cal, how often do they throw at the guy? I know, but... He could have fair caught that ball, Cal. Well, no, he dove for it. No, 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 no. He left his feet, Steve. No, 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 no. Go back. It was in his hands. I I know. He was in uh, in stride. He was running. He didn't have to dive at all. Uh, Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. He was running right through that ball. He just dropped it. And I'm sorry, if you're the best defensive player in football and we're paying you $46 million and $14 million a year and you want to hold out and it's the AFC Championship game and they finally go at you deep and the score is 7 nothing, and you have a chance to get off the field, you catch the ball. That's a terrible job. And I said it at the time. Yeah. I said it right when he dropped it. I said if they score on this drive, it is going to be... It's on Revis. It's, it's on Revis. You know, and, and and let's face it, the guy is magnificent. He's a wonderful player. When do you ever watch a cornerback? You know, but he's not Teflon. No. You know, so uh, that was a, ter- a terrible job by Rebus. But, you know, they... They, they, well, they, dropped, they dropped two other interceptions, too. Yeah, well, the one that, that can cut Kyle Wilson. Kyle Wilson, yeah. My goodness. And then the other one was uh, was David Harris, right? Yes. Was it Harris or was it um No. No, Brian Thomas Brian Thomas had an interception. Had the interception, so Either it was Oh no, Eric Smith leaped up at the goal oh, line. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. And would have had a pick there. Right. But look, bottom line, when you get down to it, to me, the game is lost A because they didn't tackle. And they came out flat. But B, it's lar- more largely lost because Brian Schottenheimer stinks. Stinks. <laughs> That's it. I, well, you know, I, I, he just—I've been calling for his head for three years. This is not something new. He's no, and that, and and I think that that's the distinction that needs to be made because a lot of um, you're getting a lot of Schottenheimer defenders, right? Who will tell you, oh yeah, he called two bad plays and now you want him fired? Yeah, not so much. All of a sudden now. The last four and a half years, people forget that nobody wanted this guy here. No. And if you look at his body of work, and, and, and that's, that's the phrase you hear a lot, look at his body of work. Look what he's done with a young quarterback. They've, he's taken them to the AFC Championship game two years in a row. The body of work, that's what you hear. The body, let's look at the body of work. Because quite frankly, he has failed more than he succeeded. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. And And... You can look at the, uh, you know, he's never had a top 10 offense. This year they were 11th. That's the closest he's gotten. And this year, and this is the most egregious stat to me, Cal, they went 15 straight games 
from week five to their loss on Sunday to the Steelers mm-hmm. without scoring a first-quarter touchdown. It's unbelievable. Fifteen games. That, what does that mean? What, is it, what does that tell you? That's 15 games you're playing from behind. A. Essentially. Or, right. Or, and B, why does it take three quarters for the offense to get warmed up? Right. Why does he come out of the shoot so conservative? Or, or just, you know, we talked about it on this show like uh, in, in December where we talked about the idea that he's so freaking arrogant. Right. There's this arrogance that it looks like, and I've heard this, you know, I've read this around and the whispers and stuff like that, that he comes up with a game plan during the week based on what he sees on film from the team. And if they're doing anything other than that, he has no answer for it. Right, that the players should be executing. And it's not until things are dire or it's completely not working and you're in the third quarter and you haven't scored a point that all of a sudden he'll, all right, well, let's try this then. You know, and it's, and it's, and it's played, it's play calling and it's play design. Right. Okay. Look, we're, we're two schlubs with a radio show. Okay. We never coach, never coach football at any level, but I've been watching football for a really long time. And we've been playing Madden for a really long time. That's right. And, you know, I I, I said this, Cal, like my seats changed this year in the stadium. I used to sit on the 15-yard line about 27 rows up on the Jets' sideline. So you had one perspective of the game. And then this past year, because of the PSLs and Woody Johnson uh, crapping all over my Jet fandom, uh, (laughs) we sat in the fourth row from the top of the stadium. Uh, on the 15-yard line on the opposite side. But it was a really different perspective on the game. So you started to see the game uh, from the point of view of, like, watching film. Right. And you see some of the routes. He's, like There would be I, I just inexplicable, inexplicable how you have four guys in a route and they're all running fly patterns. Like, like, and and so the the, the Sanchez has like, I, I mean, just like, who designed this play? My right. nine year old nephew. <laughs> then you'd have another one. This one killed me, Cal. We saw it throughout the playoffs, where he would split out either Ben Hartsock, uh-huh. uh the the third string blocking tight end, right, or uh, Rob Turner. Was it Turner? Who's the other? No, who's the other backup line lineman? Oh, um, Wayne Turner. No, there's Wayne Hunter. Wayne Hunter. And Rob Turner. Rob okay. Turner is a backup. Right. And he, uh, backup off a uh, offensive tackle. And he would come in and tackle eligible. And this happened twice in the Patriot game and once in the Colt game. And I don't know if it happened in the Steeler game. I know Hartsock lined up out wide a, a ton. He lined him out wide right. On a play like like Ben Hartsock's going to run a fly and beat someone. <laughs> I mean, you're immediately what kind of play design is that? You're immediately taking away like the defense looks at that and is like, well, we don't have to cover him. Right. Speaking you know, of tight ends, <laughs> yes, yes. Right. Where 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 did um, Dustin Keller go? Well, here's the thing: Dustin Keller somehow Cal leads the team in receptions. He led the team in receptions. But he. But it was it was but it was based on like seven games. Yeah, early in the season. Right, and then late in the season. And then late in the season. The other the other nine games, not so much. He just disappears. Yeah, not so much. I don't need him. You, you, yeah. He's 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 a weapon. Why would you not utilize him? 
if you're lining up a tight end out wide right, why is it not Dustin Keller? Right, no, it's Ben Hartsock. <laughs> Let Keller block. We'll send Hartsock out into, into Even I know they're not throwing to Ben Hartsock. So, you know, it's it's that sort of design, Cal, but the other thing that drives you bonkers. All right, that that play call on the goal line. Okay. And we're going to get off Jets in a, in a in a few minutes, folks. We just please, we've been we've been storing this up for a week, <laughs> you know, or for four days, and uh, and it's huge for Jet fans to lose two straight AFC Championship games. It's not right. No. Um, but that play call on the third down, the pass that was almost intercepted, and of course we're reading this week on Pro Football Weekly that the Steelers knew they the Jets were tipping their plays at the goal line. Oh, did you read, okay. Did you read this? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Especially that third down pass play that was almost intercepted by Woodley. They tipped that. Uh, they tipped that because the offensive tackle uh, it was Wayne Hunter, who was uh, subbing backup. for Andrew Woody. Right, the backup right tackle, was in a two-point stance instead of a three-point stance. So he knew immediately that it was a pass. Right. Then Wayne Hunter uh, decided not to engage Woodley. Uh, and, and so he definitely knows it's a pass. So he just read Mark Sanchez and jumped up and knocked it down. Right. But that play call, first of all, if he hadn't knocked it down, it would have been picked off. Because there were seven guys around Antonio Holmes. I know. Okay, that play call, Cal, you know what that reminded me of? You know on Madden, like you're playing Madden, and uh-huh. you're, you're trying to get the game in in a hurry. Uh-huh. Because you got to go do so. you got to go shovel the driveway or, you know, <laughs> somebody's busting your hump about doing something. Right? So you're hitting X to like try to get up to the line as quickly as possible. And you have the, you know, ask Madden right thing in and you hit X and you pick the middle play and it's a pass. Yeah, down the like, goal oh, line crap. and you're like, "Oh crap." And then you 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 know, you hit R2 right. and you take a look at the play and you're like, "It's a pass at the 2, but the play clock's running out and you don't want to use the timeout and you're really just trying to get this game going." And you can't get the audible in because there's no time left on That's the play clock. Right. That's right. So you just run the play. Yeah. And then you, like, throw it directly into, like, the defensive lineman's stomach and he doesn't pick it off. <laughs> that was that play. That's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. It looked like Brian Schottenheimer had hit the X button on <laughs> S-Man. You know, you know what was so egregious about that was that it came after a timeout. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, just. I mean, because if, if you remember, they struggled to get that second play off. Right, because of the, uh, supposedly, because, and this is another thing that happens with Schottenheimer all the time. All the time. Yeah. Oh, now I can't hear you. There's there's a miscommunication. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and so that and that second play, again, talking about Dustin Keller, gets his hands on it, should catch it. Yeah, probably. Uh, it was thrown a little earlier than Sanchez would have liked, but Keller didn't seem ready for the ball. And right. sorry, you gotta assume they're gonna blitz there. It's the you know, the two yard line. And Keller's gotta be ready for that ball. And it hit him well, in the hands. Yeah, when, you, when when it hits you in the hands, when an NFL receiver gets hit in the hands, yep, it, there's no excuse. But the play was the play was unbelievably rushed too because he didn't get it in. So they they look like a chicken with their heads cut off and not in a good way. As right. there's a, a good way for that to happen. <laughs> but yeah, it, it then that's that's the next play you call. Right. The next play you call is this pass that you've tipped off, and there's a quick slant to Santonio Holmes at the two when Sean Green has run you. Uh, well, the, the, yeah. let's talk about that. Right. Sean Green is not on the field then for the fourth and one from the goal line after what? he's just run for 21 yards on that drive. Right. Where did he go? 
Now I'm gonna trump you. I'm gonna trump you all together, Cal, and then we can just move on into the Jets off season. Okay. And talk about the Super Bowl. Here's why he needs to be fired. Let's throw out the uh, 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 the idea that they haven't scored in the first quarter, a touchdown in the first quarter in 15 straight games. They've never been a top 10 offense when they've arguably had top 10 offense talent this past year. Uh, they've been a, uh, a running attack that never took the training wheels off Sanchez this year. Um, when they are a, a passing team, they have Holmes, Edwards, Keller, Cotchery, Brad Smith, and LT out of, uh, LDT out of the backfield. I thought they were ground and pound, though. That's what right. they always say. So they're they not ground and pound anymore, pound. and he doesn't have the, the stones to tell Rex Ryan, we're not a ground and pound team. If oh. we have to throw the ball 35 times, we're going to win. Right. So never mind all that. Okay. With three minutes to go in the or no, it was a little more than that. It was about four minutes to go in the third quarter. He embarked on a seventeen play, eight minute drive down two scores. Yep. That did not feature the hurry up offense. Yep. And forget about hurry up. That did not feature urgent the, the no huddle offense. I'm not even right. asking for the hurry up. Oh I you don't even need no huddle. Look at the first uh, the the drive right out of the half. Yeah, when they scored on five plays or whatever it was. Yep. Five plays, yeah. three minutes. Boom, seven points. Bing, 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 bing. Boom, boom, boom. Listen, here's here's the thing though, Steve. That was successful. Yeah, I know. Why would you not go back to something that was successful? Down two scores. Down two. When when your season is is hanging in the balance. I go I, so that's that's the most most egregious thing to me that any coach that doesn't have his team it's just in the no huddle you don't have to be in the hurry up but you're down two scores going from the third to the fourth quarter and you took seventeen plays and eight minutes which which to not score which was <laughs> the which was the biggest criticism just a week prior of Tom Brady exactly that you just watched so, it you just watched it. You were yep. the you were the beneficiary of it. Yep. You just watched then another you, team crap it. Yep. And then you just did the same thing. You did the exact same thing. But <laughs> and and then you know to come so <clears throat> I know this is sour grapes. Look, the Steelers won the game; they deserve to win or whatever. But that ga- and they get it. They get a safety on the next play on the right. fumbled snap. But that game should have been twenty four seventeen with seven and a half minutes to go. The Jets with all the momentum in the world, and three timeouts, and the Steelers crapping their pants, about yes. to blow the biggest lead in championship game history. And and because of his play calling, it wasn't. So, if I, we we talked about Cal the idea too, right? And and tell me if I'm wrong here, but they got to change something, right? Yeah, they do. You don't go to the championship game three straight years. Nobody does. Well, what did they change this year? They replaced Thomas Jones with, Jones with Tomlinson, which worked out well up until the last game of the season. Yeah, it, well, and it worked out too well because, again, Schottenheimer has this sort of awkward, at best, love affair with Tomlinson. Well, didn't didn't he where, coach in San Diego? Yeah, he was the quarterback's coach. Yeah, so. But he never made Sean Green the featured back. Right. Which he should have. He should have. Because then in the playoffs, there would have been no confusion about who gets the ball there on fourth and one. There shouldn't be anyway. Well, they just gave him the ball on fourth and one on that drive. Right. Did you read the other thing, too, about on the fourth down play, Cal? Which one? 
about mm-hmm. the, the fourth and one from the goal line that Tomlinson gets stopped. Mm-hmm. Did you read this other the other genius of Schottenheimer? No. Not only does he not have Sean Green in the game, but the play call, he lines up Tomlinson seven yards deep instead of five. Okay. Why? Okay. No idea. Okay. No idea. And there was a hole there. Had he been five yards deep, he scores. But because he's seven yards deep, the hole gets closed. Right. Now, if you watch the fourth and one play on that drive, where Sean Green gets the first down, he's five yards back. He hits the right. hole. And he hits the hole. And gets three yards. Why wouldn't you just call the same play? Again, he doesn't. he does not go with things that... that Result in success. He's got to get too cute. Got to reinvent the wheel. He's got to get too cute. Yeah. Yep. He's got his. He's got his plan. Yep. Oh. And it's got to be you know Schottenheimer's master genius plan is why they won. Right. Four and two, then four two four two two zero eighteen seventeen. Cal, the number to call if anybody's out there taking a listen wants to call in about the Jets or the uh, NFL or the Super Bowl or whatever. And and we can close up the Jets this way, in just saying. Yeah, I mean, as far as – and then, you know, they do get the ball back. They get the safety. They get the ball back, and he's running the ball. And it takes right. them another four and a half minutes to score. And they're still not in the no huddle. Right. That's what if, – if ever you needed to be in the no huddle. Right. But you've got to change something, Cal. Got to change something about this team. So you were saying, which was a great point, they changed Thomas Jones out for uh, Tomlinson, right? Right. They, they brought put- in Holmes. They brought in Holmes. They brought in Cromartie. They traded Cromartie out for uh, – uh, what's his name? Uh, Lido Shepard. Thank you. And he shall be Lido. Uh, so they traded. Uh, that was a huge trade-up. So those so are your changes. Yeah, they've done things with players, Cal, but they've, they haven't done a thing with coaches. I think maybe there needs to be a different voice in the room. And and this this kind of talk, Cal, you've heard this too. I'm sure I've read this on blogs or whatever. This idea that, like, oh, you'll set Sanchez back. Why? I don't think so. Why? If anything, this guy's holding him back. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about it, the way to do that is to promote from within. You know, it's like... Okay. <laughs> were you going to talk about in Madden? I was going to talk about Spinal Tap. So okay. you do Madden and I'll do Spinal Tap. Okay, so the Madden, the Madden thing is that if you play a franchise in Madden... Right. Okay, life life just continues to evolve, and players retire, and people move on. And when these players retire, they then go into the pool of available coaches that you could hire for your team. Ah, uh, there you go. So my first thought was, Tony Richardson's going to retire. Let's just make him the offensive coordinator, because <laughs> right. I've done that. <laughs> it seems like but, uh, a natural fit. Alas, alack, it is not Madden. I know. What was your spinal tap? <laughs> no, I was just going to say... <laughs> There, you know, there's a line in Spinal Tap where David St. Hubbins is trying to get uh, Janine, his girlfriend, to be the manager or to help with the to help the manager when the, when Stonehenge falls apart. Uh-huh. And that you know, perhaps if we fix the choreography so the dwarf wouldn't trot upon the Stonehenge monument. <laughs> uh, and he says, uh, he says she's already with us. We, we don't have to pay any extra. She's already here. She's already a voice. You know. I, just to help out something, and and, and I feel that should way, uh, be the way it is with Bill Callahan. 
I, I think somebody should step up and be David St. Hubbins in the meeting and say, look, he's already here. He's done the job before. Let him call the plays. Shotty can design them. Uh, but no, they have Callahan on the staff, Cal. Yeah, I know. He's working with the offensive line. But he's um, been an offensive coordinator that's gone to the Super Bowl. He's been a, uh, a head coach that's gone to the Super Bowl. Right, and he was the offensive coordinator for that team for Gruden. Right. You know, so, you know, he's already there. The players already revere him. The system doesn't have to change that much. Right. And if you look at, if you think about, I was thinking about this the other day, Cal. Maybe I'm, you'll probably shoot me way down if I'm absolutely crazy. I was thinking about Sanchez and Rich Gannon. Okay, and Rich Gannon had tremendous years with uh, Callahan, did he not? Yes. He had very good years with the Raiders with Callahan, did he not? Yes. Is Mark Sanchez a really dissimilar quarterback to, to Rich to Gannon? Rich Gannon? Uh, move, I don't think he's be, move a lot, be able to move the pocket, sort of scramble, throws a little better on the run maybe. Gannon wasn't a pure pocket passer. Maybe no, he maybe, wasn't. Maybe when he's fighting hens, blue hens can call up and let me know. <laughs> uh, you know, what get... But, I'm just saying, the guy's there. He's already there. We don't have to pay anything extra. That would be the easy move. Got to make a change, Cal. Oh, and all you've heard is that he's coming back. And flat out, Rex Ryan has said Brian is coming back. Yes, well. He's not, he's not even, like, leaving it open to interpretation. He's coming. He's come right out and said, Brian Schottenheimer will be back. Right. Well, he's been asked about it a ton because, you know, people are calling from their heads. Santonio Holmes called him out after the game. Edwards called him out after the championship game last year. And if you want to write that off to two prima donna receivers, fine, knock yourself out. But, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. And why Santonio Holmes is on the sideline for the first series of the game against the Steelers? Makes no sense. Yeah, it's just genius. And let's not target Braylon Edwards until the third quarter. Right. You know, because all he did was, you know, haul in big catch after big catch in the two games previous. It's just, you know, his game plan going into that first half, he had the shackles disgrace. on Sanchez again. Disgrace. Again, I you, you can't abandon the run, Cal. We're not saying that. No. But, but if they're putting eight guys in the box, let them beat them. Yeah. Uh, well, they were anyway. getting no, they were, the run was going nowhere. And he just he stuck with it for too long. Yep. And you want to you go back to it in the second half. You had some success with it. You wore them down a little bit, Sean Green, because you have a perfect cold weather back. I, I don't know. Did, did you know he went to Iowa, Cal? Yes. Why do I have to – and did you know that Tomlinson played 11 years in San Diego? Or is that me? Yeah. No, it's warm out there. Yeah. and But you have a back that went to Iowa and ran for 2,000 yards in a season mm-hmm. in, in four-degree weather. Let's not use him. No. Uh, anyway, the Jets fade into Bolivia, in the in mortal words of Mike Tyson. <laughs> and we <clears> – <throat> I think to wrap that up, Cal, we're very interested to see what how Rex handles this offseason. Right. Now, what do you think? Do you think he... I don't think he'll be given the finger at mixed martial arts. No, and he said that. He actually... He did He did come out and say that... Um, Stay out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You represent the Jet organization, and right. I got to take my own advice, too. I won't be going... He even said, I won't be going to any MMA events this, this no. offseason. Well, good. This, and and, and so, by the way, so, so on the heels of, of him telling his players to stay out of trouble... You have um, oh, no. the Twitter king, Antonio Cromartie. Oh, no. Who, who has got multiple feuds going, right? Oh, boy. Well, he's got the union feud. He's got the union feud. 
Oh. Um, and now he's got the Matt Hasselbeck feud. Oh, I didn't see that. You didn't see the Matt Hasselbeck? No, what did he do? That was today. Um, oh. So Cromartie, so and it, it actually Hasselbeck was the one that started it. Cromartie's been mouthing off about the union, you know that. And, yeah. and it's actually mouthed off about both sides, both the union and the, the and owner. The players, yeah. Right, both sides. So um, Matt Hasselbeck put out a tweet today. Ooh. And he says... He tweeted? He, tw- he, he tweeted. <laughs> Is that... Would he have tweeted or twitted? I, I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. We should know that. We should. We should we're should doing we? it. <laughs> what are we doing? We're, I know what... You don't want to put an A in there. That's all I know. No, no. Dear. No, no. No, no. Don't do that. I know it's I know it's after hours, but <laughs> if you shoot him, you'll just make him angry. No, no, don't do that. So Matt Hasselbeck tweets: somebody should ask Antonio Cromartie if he knows what CBA stands for. Wow. Now, so he did that. Oh boy. Kind of realized maybe I shouldn't have done that, and quickly pulled it back. Just okay. Tried, tried to delete it, but it's out there. But it's out there, and somebody saw it, and somebody alerted. Mr. Cromartie to that, and then uh, Cromartie went off on Hasselbeck. What did he say? Something about it, take, it takes a big man. Why, why, why don't you stand up to your words instead of being a coward and deleting it? Right. If I see you, I'm going to smack you in the face or something, you know. Nice. Punch in the face, something along those lines. <laughs> and then Hasselbeck actually apologized. Uh-huh. Yeah, he did. He Quickly. Got, he got Hasselbeck <laughs> to apologize. He apologized. Too sweet. So you got so you got Cromartie and Hasselbeck. You got Cromartie and the and the union and the and the owners. And this is all after Rex said, you know, we represent the organization. Well, one thing though, Cal Cromartie's a free agent. Yeah, he technically doesn't, does he? He doesn't represent the. I mean, well, he's not a free agent yet. After March fourth, he will be. But there's probably not going to be a CBA in place. Yeah. And this is now. What do you? What's your feeling, Cal? Do they? It it doesn't appear that they're going to get a deal done, right? No, and and you know. So like, can they actually screw this up? I mean, can the NFL actually f this up? Can they really do it? They could. You know who I heard on the radio today was Jay Feely. I love Jay Feely. Jay Feely's great kicker for the Cardinals. He used to kick for the Jets. Yep. He was on with the with Beningo and Roberts. Touch a fan here in New York. Touch a Feely, yeah. He's uh, very, very, very well spoken, very educated. Um, yes, and he's a union leader. And he kind of, you know, for the first time, he kind of explained it in layperson terms, right? Which really helped. Um, the owners have all the leverage right now because they get four billion dollars from the TV contract, whether there are games or not. Okay. Okay. Right. So that owners have all the leverage. Well, we might have lost Mr. Calvi, but we are still alive. So Cal was explaining that the owners have all the leverage here with the CBA, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, if there is a lockout and the players uh, uh, can't come to an agreement, a collective bargaining agreement and stuff like that, I don't think Antonio Cromartie was tremendously wrong. I mean, I feel like Antonio Cromartie was basically saying – if we can't figure out how to split up a gazillion dollars, you know, what are we doing? 
You know, we we need to be able to do that. And and again, if the if the players screw this up, I mean, there's there's just no excuse. The N, the NFL is like the healthiest professional sports network or uh, professional sports league that there could possibly be. So they really shouldn't screw this up. And you wonder, will there be football? If there is football, you know, what what is the salary cap going to be like? The Jets, for example, have 17 free agents. We haven't even touched on the Giants. Uh, and the craziness there with guys, you know, saying that they want to play for uh, <laughs> they want to play for Rex Ryan, Antro Roll, and uh, you know, uh, Antro Roll, who had a big season talking uh, wise, saying that he wants to play for Rex, and uh, you know, but so we haven't even touched on the Giants, but you know, the players are not necessarily wrong here. The owners have a lot of the leverage, as Cal was just saying. Right. And but and I was just saying, Cal, too, that though, you know, if they screw this up, the NFL is the healthiest, you know, professional sports league that there is. Right. And so, you know, I said Cromartie's not wrong. You know, he's well, not really wrong in what he's saying in the sense that from what I read from the tweets earlier in the week, Cal, is him just saying, like, if we can't figure out how to split up eight billion dollars, like we're idiots. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's I'm sorry, that's. It's not an inaccurate it's, portrayal of the situation. It's not wrong, and I think most of the players agree with him, but I think the way that he went about it was maybe ill-advised. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's stepping outside of the union, you know? I mean, there's no need to go Norma Ray on this, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> did I just have Antonio Cromartie portraying Sally Field? Yeah. Okay. Norma that's, Ray. That's an analogy you won't see often. Um but you were said, like you were saying that the owners have all the leverage because of the TV contract. Because of the TV contract, they they are going to get their four billion dollars next year, no matter what, whether there are games or not. So they've got all the leverage in the world. Right. Um, and the way, and just to get back on Feely real quick, the way he explained it was that they have a lot of pending lawsuits against the owners right now. They've got a collusion lawsuit against the owners. Always fun. Um, yeah. Um, there was something I forget what the second lawsuit was, and then if they get locked out, they will file a lawsuit to decertify the union, right? Which would be against the, which would be against the owners. So, the way Feely explained it, as long as those lawsuits are out there, right, and they haven't been settled, the owners have all the leverage. If the owners win those lawsuits, then they've got the complete hammer, and and you could be looking at a, a real long work stoppage. If the right. owners lose those lawsuits, though. Then they have no leverage, and now they're going to have to go back to the players and say, okay, what can we do here? And if right. they go back to the players and say, what can we do here, they'll get a deal done quickly. Do you think it lands somewhere in the middle? Like, I feel like it lands somewhere in the middle. Uh, I don't know. Because the way, the way Feely made it sound, he says the owners don't have to negotiate right now. Right. So they're not. There's no, no, they, good, faith, they, there's no good faith negotiating here. There's nothing. Right, they have the hammer. I, I, you know, to to continue to use this. Right. Like they they have the hammer, and they also uh, have the they can essentially with those lawsuits force whatever changes they want down the players' throats. Right. You know, now the players are you know one of the biggest things, Cal. Right, is the eighteen game season. That's a big thing. That's a huge thing. Here's uh, another. Just to get back on, I'm, I know I keep going back to Philly, but he had just no, so, he's, so he, many interesting. Hey, things look, to say. Jay Philly, if we can get him on the show someday. <laughs> would be magnificent. Hey, why not? Well, you know what? Since we can't get him on the show, I'm just going to repeat what he said. <laughs> <laughs> you sound a little like him. 
as if I were Jay Feely. Yeah. Um, You're taller than him. I am a little bit taller than him. He's got <laughs> bigger guns than me. He does have for pipe. sure. <laughs> He's not Ed Hockley. So. Not Ed. No, no. Um, it was upsetting to see Ed Hockley's guns all covered up. Yeah, well, it was cold. Game. You know, it was very chilly there. So, Guns Hockley. Guns <laughs> Who I think it was Dan's uh, dad pronounced uh, Hockchelli. Hockchelli. <laughs> and I was like, did you just make him Italian? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. It, well, who is that? Isn't that Hockchelli? Hockchelli. Yeah, yeah. Mingya. He's good. It ends in a vowel. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Feely was saying. So, Feely talks about the fact that uh, players get vested in 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 the NFL, and, right. you know, they get vested after three three years. Okay, that's the that's the, that's the amount of time you have to play in the NFL to get vested. Three years. The average uh, career of an NFL player right now is three point two three point three years. Mm. Okay, if you add two games to a season, you then extend the season. You make it an eighteen game season. The average uh, career of a player would then drop to two point eight years. Mm. So now what you're doing is you're asking players to play two more games you're taking money away from them and you're also taking away the benefits of being vested in this league for when you retire pension etc exactly so so it really is a a, a significant this 18 game season is a significant wow. hit to the players wow well i you know you look at it from a real basic aspect and i i've said this a couple of times and i'll say it again they they would just have to be. It would be so moronic to screw this up. I agree. I mean, to screw with this league, both on the players and the owners. And when you know, when has that stopped owners and players from doing stupid things? But it would just be so moronic to mess with what this league has. Steve, they they just came off of the most watched AFC Championship game in the history of the NFL. Yeah, they had they got an eighty share in Pittsburgh. Eighty. Eighty percent of all televisions in Pittsburgh on Sunday night were watching that game. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. And you're right. How 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 do you screw that up? Well, and now you have the Super Bowl coming up in uh, in about ten days, uh, and of course that'll be the, the Packer. We should really mention who's playing. Uh, either though, I, I honestly, I <laughs> honestly, I'm not sure I can watch it, Cal. I know, and and it's funny. I was I, I was talking to somebody today. I said, you know, it's Thursday. I thought by now I'd kind of be coming around. Yeah, no. I'm not even, I'm not even near it. Not feeling it. No. Not feeling it. And, I, and I, I love Rodgers. I like the Packers. I always have. Yeah. They're sort of like a second favorite team of mine. They never bother the Jets. They're also green. Uh, <laughs> so I, I picked up on them when I was a kid. And uh, But I, I just I, – I can't I can't get into it. Now, we, we, we should really touch on, on – uh, on Jay Cutler, I do want to touch on that real quick. But four two four two two zero eighteen seventeen, the number to call if you want to chime in on the NFL. We're going to talk baseball in just a couple of minutes, and uh, and also uh, whatever the heck else uh, tickles our fancy. Hey, that Brian Cashman's gone off the grid, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we're getting to him. The general manager of the New York Yankees comes out and says today, "Oh yeah, the Red Sox have a better team on paper. They're awesome." <laughs> I love the Red Sox. This is two days after he says, you know what? Jeter should move to center field. While wearing think, a spiked blonde wig. Right. I think he was last seen taking a pee on Steinbrenner's huge monument out in center field. <laughs> and and having someone with a flip video nearby. 
anyway, <laughs> Brian Cashman's gone rogue, folks. Oh boy. Uh, but with the the Packers and the Steelers, two classic franchises, very cool. Big Ben, if he gets this third Super Bowl, puts himself character issues aside, puts himself uh, square in the conversation of the you know the top quarterbacks in the game right now. Yeah, um, well. And again, he did not play. Aside from he made two throws in that game and three scrambles. That's That's all he did. He makes things happen. He made bad throws. I mean, he should have had four interceptions in that game. Anyway, shoulda, coulda, woulda, he did. But but he puts himself square in the conversation with his third ring. Aaron Rodgers can introduce himself to the conversation. Talk about a guy who has had a fantastic playoffs. And uh, I, you know what I love, Cal? Just the way he he's like a video game. The way he throws the ball. Yeah. Speaking of Madden, this is like the Madden show, but he is like a video game when he throws the ball. Like he comes out of his hand on a complete line, and it just fall. Ah, uh, he's just fun to watch. He really is. He's really good. <laughs> I don't know how. Expert analysis. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. He's really good. Yes. The the Packers obviously knew what they were doing when they cut ties with the... Uh, what's that guy's name? I can't remember. Something... Wear Wrangler jeans or something. I do know this. That guy loves the game. He does. He, he just He's a gunslinger. He is guy. a gunslinger. He loves the game. He's just having fun. And he also apparently, apparently, has some strange sort of sexual oh. proclivities. But other than that, you know, well, not just that sexual proclivities. He has some strange ways of asking for a date. He just loves, but he loves the game. He loves the game. He also loves taking pictures of his penis, apparently. That's and, te- and and texting them out. <laughs> did, you ever, <laughs> did you ever hear, Cal, did you ever hear the George Carlin bit? There's this old George Carlin bit about talking about how uh, it's really explicit, so I won't get fully into it. But basically, the premise is, you know, about uh, using a hot dog as a, some sort of phallic sort of deal at a baseball game. Okay. And saying, you know, uh, just basically saying, whipping that out would, yeah, she probably wouldn't know that's my way of asking for a date. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you know, he, heard that, he heard that routine. Right. He says, come the seventh inning, I'm whipping out the wiener. You know, and it's a hot dog. It's not his his no. his gimmicky gum. It's a hot dog, and he says, you know, she probably would understand. That's my way of asking for a date. <laughs> well, this is apparently how Brett Favre uh, goes about that as well. But anyway, uh, he is, he is on the cutting edge of technology, though. <laughs> It'll give him that. Aaron Rodgers, uh, very good. What's the line in that game, Cal? Two and a half. Green Bay is favored by two and a half. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I would not. I, I'm surprised that they're favored in that game. I'm not. I find I find that to be a very appropriate line. I think. Don't you think, though, that and and they're they're basically it's a neutral field, so they are favored by two and a half. Vegas thinks they're two and a half points better than the Steelers because right. there's no there's, there's no, no home field match. Right. But don't you think the Steelers just beat a better team, Jets team than the. Packers did beating the Bears? Yes. Or does the fact that the Packers did it on the road? Um, 
I, I don't think that that matters as much. I just think the Packers are playing better than the Steelers. The Steelers did beat a better Jets are better than the Bears, obviously. Um, right. But I think that the Packers are just playing better. Yeah, I guess. I just I was surprised by that. You're never going to see a uh, a pick'em for the Super Bowl. Very rarely. <laughs> Anyway, that's uh, next a week from Sunday at 6.29 kickoff, my friend. Hopefully we'll be into it by then. I, I won't be. I won't be. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I'll watch it. but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. It's on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there might be a murder she wrote that I, I need to watch again. <laughs> there might be an undercover boss. Cake boss? Or no, uh, undercover boss. Undercover boss. Cake boss is good, too. Uh, and then uh, there may be a who's the boss. Jonathan. Samantha. <laughs> I'm surprised at you. Um, so, <laughs> so the, the, yeah, the Super Bowl, and hopefully they get the collective bargaining thing done because uh, if they strike, I mean, just so idiotic. Now, uh, let's, Cal, let's real quick, uh, and then we're going to wrap a little early tonight But uh, because I have a, uh, a Wesley situation. I hear it. Uh, but you not know, literally, but I, I, I hear yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but with the uh, with the Cashman thing, you know, baseball's coming up. Pitches and catches two weeks away. The Mets uh, have signed Chris Capuano mm-hmm. and Chris Young. Pair of Chris's, right? Very safe. Both Ivy League uh, college yes, kids right. with our Ivy League front office. Why not? Yeah. We have the smartest team. In <laughs> <laughs> My favorite was leaving the game. You know, watching the game at my brother's, the Jet game last Sunday, and uh, Dan's buddy, Saline, who is a Met fan. Uh-huh. And, you know, we're all just sort of despondent and stuff like that. And he goes, well, Steve, though, think about it. We got Met baseball to look forward to. And I'm like, is that a sentence? Like, is that... <laughs> you sentencing me to watch Met baseball? <laughs> like, I'm in, like, I'm in pain here. Why are you going to bring that up? Right, and that's that's what we have to look forward to. Right, exactly. Oh, my goodness. But yeah. you know what? He is doing what he said he would do, Cal. Sandy Olsen is doing what he said he was doing, looking for bargains, looking for... It's fine. Yep. It's, yep. it's, it's totally fine. Expectations are low. Yep. And, and I have faith that he has a plan. And that's where I'm going to keep them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Yankees, I mean, that's just for TV funhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Cashman is repelling off buildings dressed as an elf. <laughs> <laughs> then he's then he's wearing like the 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 punk wig. Wait, but don't don't forget how this all started because a lot of people are, are pointing to the Soriano thing, Raphael Soriano, as yeah. as like the the point where he kind of lost it. Right. But he he started this with Jeter back in the fall. Yeah, no. I mean, he was the one who came out and said, if you can find a better offer, then go get it. What? And that was, you know... Now, look, with with Jeter, and I tweeted this, and I'm going to say it right here on the show, too. Uh, you know, the guy can't get indignant every time somebody mentions his baseball mortality, okay? I know. You're not going to play forever, guy. All right? You know, and just because somebody happens to mention that you might have to move positions at some point... Uh, you know, take it easy. All right, please. Cal Ripken moved positions. You know, uh, uh, Johnny Ernie Bench, Banks. Ernie Banks, Johnny Bench. There's a long list of players that are, unfortunately, better than you that have moved positions. <laughs> so take it easy. You know, I can't. I, I, I can't abide by. And I love Jeter. Don't get me wrong. Right. 
the absolute model professional athlete in this town. But I can't I can't have this like I'm so insulted. Uh, like, <laughs> take take easy guy. All right. Nobody's saying that you're not going to get you 15 million this year. Thank How you. dare you? <laughs> I didn't know this was I didn't know this was courtesy class. Yeah. I didn't know this was courtesy class. Take it easy with the Emily Post. I beg yeah. your pardon. <laughs> but then Cashman comes out, you know, and says maybe Jeter should play center field. What the heck? But the Soriano thing, do you think that do you think that that's what that was? Do you think he was overruled there and now he's just like, you know what? Going rogue, baby. I I think he's he was clearly annoyed. Right. I mean, he at the at, at the guy's press conference, he said I wouldn't have signed him. <laughs> <laughs> Not usually a good sign. You just introduced him to 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 everybody as an as the newest member of your team and and your general manager saying, you know, that wasn't where we wanted to allocate the resources. <laughs> Not a tremendously strong endorsement. Now, now Rafael Soriano has never been known as a choir boy either. Right. You know, right. by all accounts, he has uh, worn out his welcome in three different locations. Yeah, <laughs> no, so he should he should fit right in. So this is this is working out well. So well, how far. long how long before the setup experiment explodes? Oh jeez, it's already he's he's not happy already. Yeah. <laughs> he just took the money. Yeah, exactly. And and the promise of you know taking over from Mariano when Mariano is not right. closer anymore, which may never come. I can't wait till that game in May that he saves because they're giving Rivera a rest, and then he right. makes a comment about how he's ready to be the new closer. Right, and then, and there's, a, the, then there's the Yankee fans. Then there's a closer controversy. And then the Yankee fans just you know go nuts. Well, we're gonna you know we're gonna uh, obviously down the line get a ton into baseball, but just interesting goings on. A lot of you know Manny Ramirez and Johnny Damon on the Tampa Bay Rays. I <laughs> <laughs> wasn't buddies. Yeah. <laughs> Right. The odd couple reunited yeah. and it feels so good. I, I saw that a couple of days ago. I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, Wait. yeah, they're uh, they're they're reunited and it feels so good. I think those are Kevin two- Millar is playing first base. Right. I think those are two. <laughs> Did they sign <find> Veritek? <laughs> I think Trot those- Nixon's in the clubhouse. <laughs> but uh, so you have a you know we'll get into baseball in a couple of weeks for sure, Cal. But, and I can't uh, wait. Believe yeah. me. Yeah. Hey, well, that's all we have. Let's let me share this before we get off here, Cal. Please. Uh, before we get off the air, the Knicks up ninety three eighty eight over the Heat with uh, five seconds left to play. Really? So the New York Knicks. How do you like that? Are uh, about to uh, embark on a little two game win streak after their six game losing streak. And a big win over the Heat. But beating uh, the Miami Heat and uh, Amari Stoudemire with twenty four eight and four. So a big day for him. The Chris Boschless Heat. The Chris Boschless, we should add. The yeah. Chris Boschless Heat. But uh, we, we may have to, you know, once we get back count. in the swing here, Cal, we may have to talk uh, basketball. Yeah, we're going to have to talk basketball. We're going to have to talk Knicks, and we're going to be um, very soon, we're going to be uh, into March Madness, believe it or not. Yes, and we'll bring back our friend Mike Huber. We had a lot of fun with that last year. We sure did. One of the things we're going to do, folks, on the show going forward is uh, we're, we're bringing in a producer uh, to help us out. He's just a, a friend of the show, but... Uh, we're going to be lining up some guests for you. We we may have uh, we may have some really good people, uh, you know, uh, and we're going to be trying to have a guest on every week. Uh, we're also going to uh, sort of format the show a little bit differently. So look for that coming up. But we just wanted to basically get our jet. <laughs> we wanted to vent. We wanted to stay yeah. stay keep our feet in it. Yeah, so they say exactly. We, um, we it's like spring to, training. 
Exactly. And we needed to uh to get the, the jet out, to get the to, to talk it out. I still don't feel better yeah. though. In the in the in the trust tree, in the nest. Yeah. I didn't I don't help. I don't feel better. No. <laughs> I don't feel better. Oh wait, Cal. We signed Chris Capuano. Ah. Wait, 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 wait. Signed Ronnie Ronnie Paulino. Ronnie and Chin Chin Hung Lu. Chin Chin Hung Lu? Lu kind of press now. Well, uh, that's all the time we have tonight, folks. Uh, Brian, uh, final unload, Mr. Calvin? Uh, my final unload is that spring cannot be here soon enough. Please, snow, enough. That's uh, two feet of snow dumped on us today. Uh, and so we spent a good deal of the day shoveling. My final unload is uh, Jets, 2010-11. We hardly knew you. should be in the Super Thanks for nothing. In the immortal words of the waitress from Caddyshack. No, you don't. Uh, Cal, I will uh, talk to you next week, pal. Have a good one. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Okay, we're...